0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, hands everybody? Together. Thanks for coming Put out to the UTV. Put your hands together.
1: I'm Cameron, your host. Let's hear it from me. Hooray. Hooray. Also, great news right up top. Our producer Ryan, back from Ethiopia. He's gone for three weeks, and we missed him. I was just talking to him before the show. Two weeks he was there with a friend. One week he was there by himself, which officially means he's the most interesting person here. Why would you... Why would you... Ever be in Ethiopia by yourself unless you're a fucking sweet motherfucker. You know what I mean? You're like, nah, you go home. I wanna stay. Here. You're the only person I know. Have fun. So Ryan is not only interesting, he's also a great, a great addition of the show. We love him so much, and it, he makes it all happen. Let's hear it for Ryan. Ryan McMeneman. We missed him so much, because I had to do more work. And that sucked. I hated doing it. I didn't want to at all. Uh, also picking up slack uh, while Ryan was away, our other, it's like a, it's like a triumvirate, sort of. Our other uh, show producer, Rhea Butcher over there. Over there in the corner, Rhea Butcher. Doing a great job. All the way, yep, she's waving the light. That's, her, that's one of her... See that? I don't know if you guys, that's, she's telling, she times people. It's one of the things she does. So when I, you know, had her wave, then she also said, I should do the thing I, you know, I do. So it was nice, but you guys didn't get to see it. But for me, I said, well, that was good. Um, So that was terrific. And you guys all seem wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what time it is uh, at all. I've been, you know what just happened uh, this past weekend? I got back this fall. I was in, uh, I was in 20. I think I was in 24 cities um, in uh, two and a half months. I was in 24 cities in two and a half months doing shows. And I say that, number one, to brag. (laughs) Career is going, pretty okay, they want me. Uh, No, I I say that because, and it's like all over the country, like all over the country, and so um, I had dinner at 4.30 today. Because I have no idea what time zone I'm in. Also, I don't know where I live. And while I was away, uh, which is great, you know, and also horrible. uh, So Rhea and I are not only co-producers on the show, we're also uh, engaged to one another. And then the two of us are engaged to Ryan. Um, That's not true. We're not engaged to him at all. He's a nice guy, but gross. Not him personally, just the idea of anyway. He has like a, he has facial hair sometimes and everything. I can just, and his glasses are pretty male. He's just got glasses, but like when you look, you can just kind of see. It's just they're, he has a, you know, they're made of penises. So, it's hard to not focus on that when you're looking him in the eye. Oh, you know, and it's kind of, and it really stands out. And I do mean s- stance. is They're erect. He has erect penises on his glasses. Like sort of a Dame Edna. You know what I mean? Off to the sides, just like sort of wing, like a Thor helmet, which he doesn't wear in the movie, as Rio was so pissed about. We saw Thor 2, The Dark World, and I don't know why, and that was bad. So don't see, don't see that movie. There's a line in that movie where, they, where uh, the police go, Hey, Natalie Portman. Well, they don't say that, but that's who they're talking to. Uh, hey, Natalie Portman, who are you? And she goes, We are scientists. And if that's a line in the movie, that's a bad movie. <laughs> There should be other ways that you can kind of just like, you know, even if she's just holding a microscope and she goes, what? Even that's better than just full-on, we are scientists. And so what we're doing is science. I, I can't narrow it down any more than that. Uh, I'm an actor. So it's, it was, it's the worst. And pretty not great uh, for women also, not super great for women. There's a, like a female warrior in that movie, which, you know, the first time you, when you're me and you see it, or when you're Rhea, when you see a female warrior, you're like, yeah, but then the female warrior, her only job is to look at Thor and go like, hmm. so that's the worst because she has a spear and fucks people up. So she doesn't, you know, as you know about uh, lesbians and warriors, we don't need men. I'm speaking on behalf of warriors at this moment. <laughs> bang bang. I am the Warrior is how that ends. I love your I love your Hodor shirt. Yeah. Yep, that's what he says. He says that all the time. He's like, Get in here, I'll care and then, you know but he doesn't say that, it's just his name. But you know what he means. Uh, so we have, oh, Rhea, so we got a dog while I was away, which does also add to the confusion of being home because now there's a dog in my, there's a dog in my bedroom where there never was a dog before. And then when you've stayed in, now imagine you've stayed in 24 different hotel rooms in two and a half months and then you come home to your house and then in the middle of the night you just go like, oh, where am I? A dog? You know, it's, it's confusing every time. Because I never... I'm always like, oh my God, I'm cheating. Oh, it's you. Um, I'm cheating with somebody who looks exactly like you, so at least I have a type. That would be, that's worse, isn't it? I just thought of that. Like, if you were, I mean, we're not, nobody's cheating, but if, like, if you were cheating, what if that's what you said to sort of, she looks just like you. But her personality is a little better. I just feel like she boxes me in less. I feel freer with her, but a similar ass. She's got your ass, almost exactly your ass, but up a little. You know, you have like that one kind of dimple. Like this, you almost have like a, you have like a one, it's like sort of a, like a baby cellulite sort of a situation. It's that, but up. Oh my God, I wrote this joke today that I cannot stop laughing about. It's pretty bad. (laughs) I can't stop laughing about it. It goes like this, it goes, uh, kids these days, great at technology. Earlier, I got a text from one of my unfertilized eggs. Are you kidding me? That's so funny. I can't stop thinking about that. Not the joke itself, but the idea of an egg. But it wouldn't have hands. How's it holding the phone? Siri. That's the answer. He uses talk to text. <laughs> Just like all eggs do. Oh, I was in an egg. Yep. The last venue on, I was on this tour uh, was uh, in Albany, New York, and it was called The Egg. Ag- Ooh, yeah, is that where you're from? Yeah, wow, you and, like, three other people. That's a teeny town! There's nobody there! Where are the people? Um, <laughs> beautiful, though. It was beautiful. I really liked it. You, do, do you like that town still, or...? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you can go either way about your hometown. You can be like, oh, when I go back there, it makes me think of, you know, whatever. Or you can be like, fuck that place. You know, like so I, don't, I didn't know, hey, I went to the subway in your town. Pretty making me a tuna sandwich, am I right? Great subway in Albany. Um, okay. (laughs) But there's a venue, there's a venue in Albany that's called The Egg, and the reason is because it's shaped like an egg, which is not necessarily a good thing. It's a weird selling point. To be like, it's a theater first, but also it's shaped like foodstuffs. That just feels like almost one layer of nothing you need. <laughs> but I, who am I to judge? Where I was checking into my hotel uh, and uh, the person who was managing the desk, this is what they said, it was amazing, <laughs> said, uh, oh, what are you doing in town? I'm like, ah, oh, performing tonight, performing at the uh, Egg. And the guy goes, oh my God, the Egg. <laughs> you know, there's only two, two uh, egg-shaped venues in the world. There used to be four, but the other two crumbled to the ground. Have a great show! <laughs> <laughs> so I survived. I got out of there somehow. I didn't die in an egg. That's, that would be the worst. Especially because I love sci-fi movies. And if I want to die in an egg, I want that egg to be in space. Am I right? <laughs> that guy knows what I'm talking about. I like that you just you have your arm on a seat. And you just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> correct. Oh, well, I think we're doing a great job up top. You guys are doing a lot of heavy lifting. You seem relaxed, and I love that about you, and we got a great show. Tons of buddies on this show. Hilarious people, and, the, and you're going to love them. So how about that? And as you all know, I've done a great job up top so you feel warm and comfortable. So you came in kind of like, mm-hmm. But now you're like, ooh, like you kind of feel comfy in your seats and you're shaking. You're not. You seem very prim. I like your, uh, like you're agreeing with me. But you have a very. What do you do for a living? I'm a banker. You're a bank. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Because there's a certain dismissiveness to your nod, which leads me to believe sometimes you don't give people loans. I'm like, okay, well, actually, it's a no from us. But have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for your service. (laughs) Putting our money away and making it sit around or invest in it and stuff. Isn't that what banks do? I don't know. You worried about that big e-banking? You worried about that? Coming and taking our jobs? Is e-banking the Mexican immigrant of the banking world? That was amazing. That was pretty funny. Great. We have a great first comic of tonight. <laughs> right, I'm Cameron Esposito. You don't have to feel weird like you can't. Oh, that was so great. I want to clap. You can clap now if you want to. You're like, oh, that was pretty great. At the end when she tied in the banker, I felt like that was pretty amazing. Was that an audience plant that went so well? No, we've never met. I just that's just where I'm. You know, I have performed in an egg and I survived. So that's what happens. You just get snappy. All right, this first perform. He is amazing. He's got a great show here in uh, Los Angeles. Called the Comedy Garage. He's been here on the show before. He destroyed We Love Him. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Paul Denke, guys. Give it over, Paul!
2: (laughs) Sorry about that, dude. Oh, man, me and that guy had a brush. Hey, everybody. Hi, 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 hey, hi, hey. What's up? Uh, My name is Paul Danke, Uh, I want to tell you guys a little bit about myself. I I was diagnosed at a very early age as a hunk and it's been tough, (laughs) it's been tough ever since. I was first diagnosed when I was seven years old in a swim class. I was emerging from the three-foot end tanned and husky, you know, (laughs) just like a young sultan, you know, like a seven-year-old sultan about to be giving keys to the kingdom, which I will fuck up completely. Just my beautiful husky young baby body pouring out over my, my short yellow swimming trunks with alligators. Also wearing swimming trunks <laughs> and sunglasses, riding a surfboard. I mean, I was a hunk. You know, that was not a poor assessment. It was my swim teacher. It was fun. <laughs> oh, I got my favorite magazine today. Favorite magazine came in the mail today HBQ, Hunk's Business Quarterly. Yeah, I love it. I don't know if you guys subscribe. I'm sure you do. Yeah, he gets it. It's nice to see a fellow hunk in the crowd. You got the newsletter? Perf. Perfect. It's a great magazine, HBQ. It keeps me up on the comings and goings in the hunk industry, which I like. Uh, you know, a lot of good, good how-to articles, how to take a good selfie in an airplane bathroom. Challenging. You got to do some filters, of course, you know. A lot of good stuff. There's this new, the, there's this new breed of hunks out there. These new young hunks are taking their hunk skills and they're putting them in non-hunk businesses. Wow, that's a forward-thinking hunk. I like that, okay? That feels good to me. So I read about this new company. There's this new company. Imagine your worst day on this planet. That's right, you were moving. Everyone knows moving day is the worst day on the planet. Now imagine instead of going down to the Home Depot and getting a bunch of guys that are going to make fun of you in a different language and go through your underwear drawer... Which they are. Which they are. That's a bad scenario. What's the other option? Oh, you have your friends help you move. That's fun. Oh, yeah, right. That's the worst. I hate having your friends help you move. You got to buy them pizza. People are going to complain. Your friends are all drug addicts, so you got to get Adderall. And then it's like, dude... You know how Dave gets on Adderall. Oh, I can lift this by myself. I'm spending half the day in urgent care. Bro, they charge by the hour for the moving truck. I don't have time for this. Now imagine instead of that shenanigans, you got a bunch of tanned, toned, tight cores moving your shit for you. I like that. I like that. A bunch of hunks. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was going to lunch today, and I swear to you, I pulled up next to a moving truck, and on the side of it, it said, college hunks, moving trunks. <laughs> today? This is my day. I was so excited. First of all, because I read, just read the article, which I was fascinated by. <laughs> Second of all, college hunks, moving trunks. Who are these lyrical hunks? A very rare breed of hunk. <laughs> you have your Eddie Vedders, your Anthony Kiedis's, but not very many hunky, lyrical dudes. Then, in between all the texts, they had a, a beautiful caricature of a classic alpha hunk. Cleft chin, broad shoulders, backwards cap with the of blonde creeping through the front. <laughs> hunk, okay? And then he's got, holding on his shoulders, a Titanic-style steamer trunk like Atlas carrying the globe. I get that. I get that. That's the burden of hunking. So I was like, I was excited. So I was like, I'm gonna pull up to the cab and I wanna see the heat in the front seat. You know what I mean? Let's see these hunks. This is LA baby, home of Crunch Fitness. Okay. I pull up there to find a hunk, nay, but a early fifties Latin fellow with a big old bubble tummy popping up over the window, a wispy mustache, smoking a long lady cigarette. That is not a hunk. Dude, I got on the horn with the union. I was pissed. Trying to drive down the value of a good hunk job? Not in this economy, Mm-mm. No. Not friendly. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention this earlier. I am married, so don't, 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 don't. Whatever you got cooking up in your brain, the scenario you've got plays, no, don't. Don't, don't grab me here after the show, I know that move, okay? <laughs> don't talking into my neck, giving me goosebumps, I know that move, okay? Don't lock eyes with me, blowjob style, and try to hold a conversation. That's my move. I invented that move. <laughs> try to pull that shit on me. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I am married. I'm also a father. How do you like that? I'm a dad. Thanks. I'm a dad. Thank you. Love being a dad. I'm a good dad. I'm not a great dad. I'm a good dad, though. Take my kid to the farmer's market. We walk. That's good. That's good. Pick out locally grown organic produce with our hands. That's good. Take it home, chop it up. Also, I could put it in the bullet, but I don't. I don't. I want to use my hands so I can give it to my daughter. Let her know, Dada loves you. Dada cares about you. Sometimes Dada doesn't chop up the apples enough, and you start choking on them. That happened. That happened. That was scary. That was scary. It really was. She started choking, and it was like, are you okay? Oh, you're not. Ah, ah, so scary. So I was like, okay, this is, I was like, all right, Paul, go back to your training. Okay, go back to your training. Go back to your infant CPR class. Do what you know needs to be done. Okay. So I go back to my training. Go back to infant CPR day. Okay, go go back, back, go back, back, And I get to infant CPR day, and I distinctly remember not going First of all, didn't go. Instead, I went to a pool party. That was fun. Uh, That I got so drunk at that I threw up in the pool on my friend in the face. So I'm like trying to find, like, how am I going to save this baby? And the image in my head is me vomiting on Nick Rutherford's face. (laughs) It was hilarious. Uh, But not good for saving my baby, whose lips were now turning blue. So that was like, oh, Shit. (laughs) So I just did what any red-blooded American would do. I YouTubed it. Yeah, I just popped that up. in YouTube. Infant CPR, click, clack, click. Guys, I have Wi-Fi, okay? It's not a dial-up connection. I've got a great internet connection. Don't feel like I'm a bad father. Okay, I've got good internet. The first video that popped up, 4 million views. I like that. Maybe it didn't save 4 million kids. Probably 1 million. That's pretty good. Sorry, sorry. I was like, all right, this is perfect. This is a video for me. I click it. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited. And then I had to sit through six seconds of an ad for Django Unchained on Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> I was like, not in front of the baby saving videos, okay? <laughs> all right, thanks very much, everybody. My name is Paul Dankey. Enjoy the rest of the show. Paul
1: Dankey, guys, let's hear- Love that jean jacket boy. You know what I mean? Where that jean jacket's so nice. He hangs so beautifully on his masculine shoulder, On his beautiful shoulders. <laughs> Earlier today, Rhea told me I look like a... Wait, what was the description? Uh, a masculine Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Speaking masculine. And you know what? I think that says it all. I mean, I just about nails it, of course. You would not believe what a, like an address, nor would I, because I've never seen it. Just kidding, I have seen it. It's been a while though. All right, dudes, we're gonna keep the show rolling. This next gal, we, this is her first time here at the show, which we always get so stoked when it's somebody's first time to put your hands together. So we're gonna be extra awesome to her. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, she's on MTV's The Girl Code. She's also writing on the Pete Holmes show. Big old deal. Happy to have her here tonight. Let's hear right now for Jamie Lee. Come on!
3: Thank you. Such spunky music to bring me up to. How are you guys? (laughs) Like you clearly read my writer. Um, It's good to be here. Hello, Los Angeles. I really want to take this out. Okay, <laughs> it's my first time doing stand up. Um, it's really exciting. Um, how are you guys doing? You drinking a little bit? Anybody drinking tonight? Yeah, I don't mean to judge you, but uh, I'm, I'm only I only drink when it's a special occasion, you know, like when it's someone's birthday on Facebook. <laughs> but um thank you. I keep it so classy. I, I can't drink a lot. Because um, I've noticed uh, I'm a lightweight, and if I have one drink, I start to have, like, like, um, like, porn, parr- like, mm, like, porn baby voice. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, that's what I sound like to me. When I No, oh, yeah, I'm a dirty toddler. It's like, okay, why don't you fucking relax. <laughs> um, I love girls in porn who say, they all sound like that. It's like, nah! it's like, why is that hot? But it is. You know, it's like so annoying. Um, I just want one girl in porn to just say something that babies would say. Uh, I just want one of them to be like, oh yeah, daddy, jingle keys in my face. You'd be like, um is a keeper. Um, That is the cutest. She's like,
2: oh, yeah, I want to take a bath with a plastic
3: book. Okay. All right, babe. All right. Just kidding. I can't read. All right. Um... I would eat that shit up. Where are my cream pie people at? Just kidding. Um, It's like the funniest category. Like, how can you... you Dude, I'm just like really into cream pies. It's like, what? (laughs) That sounds delicious. Uh, But... uh, It's like mm, I would say that's rapey, but it's pretty funny. Um <laughs> no, just look <the> cream. <laughs> All right. Um but uh I know that did warrant a Jesus. Um no, I uh yeah, I, I can't I can't drink. I can't handle uh, my alcohol. I I uh, I just start hitting on everything. Uh that's a big problem. I'll just be at the bar like <sighs> friends are like, that's a mounted moose head on the wall. Like, why don't you take it down a notch? I don't even care either. I still keep going for it. I'm like, well, he is so fucking furry. He's staring right at me. He clearly wants to hit this. They're like, no, he doesn't. He has plastic eyes. You've been roofied. I'm like, you're just jealous because the roofies are for pretty people. Where are you going? Why don't I have friends? Um... I, I had this happen to me. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't know how to say this. I'm not, like, good at smoking weed. Like, first of all, like, the whole, like, you know, just, like, light it. In fr- like, I don't like flames. Like, I'm just, I just, I'm, like, not a big, like, proponent of flames. Um, so I, I don't like lighting it, so I have to, like, get someone else to light it for me. And so I was, like, hey, I'm my friend, and he's, like, really good at pot. And he was, like, you're not... God, Jame, you're not doing it right. You're not taking big enough hits. It's like, God, it's like you're not even trying to get high. He said that to me. I'm like, you can't, hold on. You can't get mad at me for being bad at something that's already kind of bad. That's like an alcoholic being like, God, you're only having one drink tonight? Fuck, it's like you're not even trying to lose custody of the kids. It's like, okay. What is your point? Because, like, vices, like, don't, like, lead to anything great. You never heard anyone be like, oh, God, Karen keeps getting promoted, you know? Bath salts, it's like it doesn't um, quite work out. (laughs) <laughs> that way, I, I'm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I always feel uncomfortable in bars. Uh, I feel like bars. Bars are kind of like bars are like the Titanic, like not the actual shit, but like the movie. You know, like around ten p.m., it's like okay, okay, it's kind of swanky, kind of classy. You know, it's like hello, I, whoop, 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 whoop. would you like a dance? Okay, okay, and then around two p.m., it's like, ugh, like, is there anyone out there? Like fuck, like women. Oh. Oh, children I, I mean just women you know alright it's new um, that is a good analogy um, I, I've i noticed though at bars uh, I, I don't know I had, the last time I went to bar I had a really awkward interaction this guy uh, came up to my group of friends and he was like uh, hey does the carpet match the drapes like he just asked that <laughs> That was his go to opener. I'm like, hey, does the carpet match the drapes? And I was like, I feel like this warrants an equally creepy response. So I was like, nah, man, I pulled up the carpet. Only the original hardwood floors remain. <laughs> great. You can, if that happens to you, just keep going with it. I was like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. You know, just newly renovated. Um, It's wild. They're really going to get a team of men to come in and yank out all those staples and rusty nails from the floorboards, you know, sandpaper it out, give it a good buffering, get rid of the splinters. If you look in the crawl space, you'll find a bottle of moonshine in my diary. Um... (laughs) Put a fresh coat of paint on it. Go crazy. Fresh coat of paint. But if the paint's wet, don't let the dog lick it or it'll die. Um, Where are you going? Buy me a drink. Okay, I'm going to end on a weird note. Are we ready for this? This is the most graphic joke I have. Even worse than cream pie. Um, God, you guys got, like, real serious about cream pies all of a sudden. Um, I still don't know how to work this. Okay, okay. Okay, ironically, I'm about to talk about penises. Um, I, <laughs> so I, I dated um, someone who had a very small penis. And when I say this, I don't mean like, oh, bummer, it could stand to be a little larger. I'm talking medical anomaly. Like sort of like a balls with a thumbs up. Sitch, um, and there's there's an irony to dating someone with a small penis. I just want to put this out there. Um, you can't give that guy a hand job. Not that I like love. not I'm like all oh, HJ's foreplay of choice. Like no, like I'm not eight. But um... you can't. It's not even an option. You know what I mean? Because there's not enough like storage space on the shaft for like a full four finger five you know depending on where you're from how you do like there's not enough room for a full grip so you just kind of like pathetically resort to doing the okay symbol (laughs) just like a lot of this um (laughs) Here's the ironic part. It's not okay. Um, <laughs> strangely, nothing about this is okay. Um, weird way to end, but that's all from me. Thanks. I'm Jamie Lee. Bye, guys. So, first of all, you were great. And that's oh, that's so, so nice. awesome to finally
1: meet you. I've
3: heard only wonderful things. Uh, it's, I feel the same way about you. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I want to be like, can we, we hang really, out? We don't know each other. I know, because I literally, whatever. I mean, see, on, honestly, right? because of, well, also. Because of comedy, but also just because in general, I feel like we have like mutual friends, and I was like, oh, oh we should hang. I yeah. Think my bra just came on,
1: though. Oh my god. Well, first nope, of all, nope, nope. If, if you want feeling. help or if I you <laughs> hold your coffee, I don't know no, how this I'm works. Good. We're obviously friends now, so yeah. Easy. I mean,
3: please. Um, I'm just doing a little check here. No, bra's intact. We're all good.
1: We have fucking bras, right? Yeah.
3: Um, hey, so you're writing right now on Pete's I'm show? I'm writing on Pete's show, yep. We started uh, September 23rd, and we're almost done. We've been like doubling up on, ta- like, we did two tapings today. So, How long like, when is the, when is, um, we have 28 episodes and it's been on the air like th- going into week three. Right. So, yeah.
1: So, I don't know. Hope we get picked up. That would be great. And writing on a brand new show is yes. such a wild experience, I would imagine, just because, like, you're, you're figuring creating it out, creating a yeah. thing. No totally. Scratch, and you're like very, I would assume that as a writer, you're, like that's a lot that's a cool amount of responsibility. It is. You're, like shaping a thing from scratch. Yeah, it is. I mean, luckily,
3: like Pete has such uh he's such a great boss, and he is I've heard of people on shows where they're like, We don't know what we're doing, the showrunner doesn't know what we're doing. And like yeah. Pete is so decisive. He doesn't think he is, but he is very decisive. And so it makes it much easier for us to have like some direction. So he's like, gigglingly leading the charge? Yes, he is. <laughs> and he's great. he's great. Like I mean, we were in pre-production before we like obviously we were in pre-production before we went into productions what pre means Um, but during pre-production he was like this is what I think I want the monologues to be like Mm -hmm. and we kind of all worked on them together, and now we're in a place where, like, the writers can go and at least, like, get them to a place where we can, like, show them to Pete as yeah. opposed to, like, needing him in the room for everything. Sure. So,
1: yeah, it's it's getting I off the ground. I actually have yet to see it, but I've heard really cool things about the monologues.
3: It, it's, like, a little bit more conversational, it's, right? It is conversational. It's more, it's really more um, stand-up. Awesome. Yeah. And like stories, almost from his life. Yeah, he the
1: first the first
3: episode um, he actually told a story that he tells on stage about going to an Enrique Iglesias concert. Mm. Um, but then some of the other monologues have been more. Um, they've been more like theme based less story based yeah. so like today's was about um how pete was camp cool like he was never like real cool but he was like cool like having a positive attitude <laughs> yeah. and like friendship bracelets makes you cool yeah. and um yeah it was really uh, it was really fun yeah, yeah water balloon cool yeah. yeah exactly you get it you get it but it was a really it was oh, kind of great true. so they all sort of have this like emotional he calls it an emotional core oh cool um which has it's good because it anchors everything we do so like any time we're like, we feel like we're just writing on a topic, but we're like, well, what's the point? Mm. And it's, it's good. It's like made me better at writing. <laughs> the and job has taught me a lot. When do you find, when do you guys find out about, I don't know, like a while? I don't know. I hope soon. Because well, like, I want, I want to get momentum, you know? Yeah, it's like imagine
1: that's, if you don't know what's going on, then it's hard to be like, yeah. all in. And not that
3: you're not all, I just mean you that know, you, totally. it's very you can't relax. Right. Yeah. We can't relax and also we can't be like... I mean, we've been sent, we speak as if we're going to be renewed. So We'll be like, okay, so that's not going to go in this run, but right. the next run we'll put that in. Right. Like, so we're just being optimistic, cautiously
1: optimistic. Well, I uh, share your optimism. Oh, you're go so sweet. Go get them, kid. And Thank let's you. hang out for friendship. I would. I noodles. really want to
4: hang yeah. out. For friendship.
1: Jamie Lee, guys, amazing. Very vivid imagery. I would say. I would go ahead and say that. Hey. Uh, We're gonna keep the show right on rolling. This next comic, he is a friend of the show. I love him here. Uh, You guys are gonna love him. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Eric Charles Nielsen. Give it up for Eric!
5: I've been thinking of buying a horse. I, I I don't have one, it would be my first horse. I also don't have a car, so the horse would be a step up. (laughs) The reason I have not bought a horse is a concern I have about horses in general, which is what if they're people? (laughs) What if for thousands of years humanity has thought horses were horses and then science proves they're human and I own one? (laughs) There are laws. this is an irrational fear (laughs) but just to be safe I decided to Google it. 16,000 results for the phrase horses are people 64 results for the phrase horses aren't people that's a consensus and what I want to know is what are these 16,000 people doing about it they're posting on the internet they need to get out on their streets and organize this is a human rights atrocity there are millions of people all over the world with other people riding around on their backs. There is a man sleeping in a stall with his shoes nailed to his feet. A bag of oats tied to his nose, that's how he eats. That man could be your brother. People. Man versus Wild is off the air. It ended last year. Man versus food also ended last year. Which frees me up to host Wild vs. Food. In the pilot episode, we feed a buffalo an entire wedding cake. day I was uh, looking at a Hollywood Boulevard Chewbacca who was staring enviously at a more successful Hollywood Boulevard Chewbacca (laughs) and it occurred to me how do I know he's envious? I can't see his face (laughs) maybe he's trying to pick up pointers (laughs) Maybe he's aroused. Maybe he's thinking, I've been doing this, but all this time I wanted someone to do this to me. And goes up to the other Chewbacca, declares his love. They have a whirlwind romance, which ends when they realize nobody wants their picture taken with two Chewbaccas. Two Baccas. Uh, Mickey Mouse lives in a house. He owns it. He is a rodent. Half of his cartoons are about the vacations he takes. The other half of his cartoons are about him getting work as a day laborer. What is Mickey Mouse's financial situation? I mean, you see what we want about Bugs Bunny? He's a rabbit, he lives in a hole in the ground. I think we should audit Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't find a receipt, but I, I swear it was a business expense. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Then there's Disney Cruises, the cruise line where they take your children on a boat and tell them how much fun it is under the sea. (laughs) My wife was telling me something actually about Disney. Uh, She said she watched the movie Bambi for the first time when she was five and it was the first time she realized that someday her parents would die. I watched Bambi for the first time when I was four. It was the first time I realized that someday I would grow antlers. <laughs> uh, rap music, I like it. <laughs> the song I don't get is uh, by the group A Tribe Called Quest. The name of the song is Can I Kick It? In the chorus of the song, one of the members shouts out, Can I Kick It? And the rest of them shout back at him. Yeah, I don't feel he needed to ask. <laughs> it's a rap song. You have to expect some kicking. It is going to occur. <laughs> Technically, it should be, may I kick it? I <laughs> understand. If it happened once, it happens like eight to 12 times in a row every chorus. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can kick it. Just stop being so needy. <laughs> uh, what does it prove? his own group wants him to take it. Of course they do. That's why they formed a rap group. Don't act like you're representing the will of the people. And another thing, Quest is a stupid name for a tribe. It's just a word. In English. Uh, uh, When it comes to rap, though, uh, LL Cool J said it best when he said, uh, Old English filled my mind, and I came up with a funky rhyme. A very similar thing happened to the author of Beowulf. Uh, The thing you have to remember, though, about uh, Death of a Salesman is that Biff isn't happy. It's also a major plot point in Back to the Future. In closing... I've got a movie pitch. I know there's a lot of industry in the audience, mostly steel industry. You have money. You could finance a movie. Uh, It's based on this thing I've realized about Hollywood, which is that every major studio movie of the last 30 years, with no exceptions, if you boil the plots of those movies down to their most basic points, they're all about one of two things. Either two cops have to work together to solve a crime or someone's dad is a weird guy. No exceptions. I'm sensing a disbelief. Would somebody in the audience name a movie? Grey Garden. Two Cops. Next. Star Wars. Which one? Trilogy. Which trilogy? The original. The original. More than 30 years ago. Doesn't fit my theory. I mean, weird dad, but
0: <clears throat>
5: yeah. English patient. Babe, two cops, English patient, weird dad. Next. <laughs> what? Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Sisterhood of the tra- Did you see that? <laughs> One more. Requiem for a Dream, independent film. Major studio, one more. What? American Psycho, Weird Dad. One more. Movie
0: 43. Movie 43.
5: It's about the number 43. Watch the director's commentary. I mean, come on. One more good one. Ted. Ted, It's about a bear. Anyway, my movie pitch. Somebody's weird dad gets shot. And who do they call in to solve the case? Three cops. That's the twist. One of the cops is somebody else's weird dad. Thank you and good night. Everybody.
1: Eric Charles Nielsen, let's hear it for Eric. He is an utter delight. Oh, who said Sister of the Traveling Pants? All right, I love that that was you. Yeah. You didn't see that film? It's pretty, pretty. Well, you gotta read the book first. <laughs> You gotta read the book. It's, I mean, it's, well, I'll tell you, you know, the thing about it, just one pair of pants, right? Bunch of friends, different body shapes. You know how women have like, it's like some of them are tall and other women are short. It follows that pattern from life. And they have one pair of pants and they're a bunch of friends and one of them is Alexis in the movie uh, and also in, in our minds if we have a group of friends there's always one Alexis Bledel you know she's she's, got, she's close with her mom um, <laughs> pithy sense of humor you know like one. there's always one like mm, I'm drinking from a giant mug uh, there's always one couple Gilmore Girls fans strangely that guy biggest Gilmore Girls fan in here <laughs> you love the shit out of that Luke's am I right? Luke's alright Star's Hollow How Because I automatically kind of made that into a holla at the end But that's also the name of the town that they live in in Goldmore Girls as you know Uh, Anyway, yes, so they've got some pants and I think Greece is involved. I can't really remember Not the movie or the stuff that's on your face Uh, the country And uh, they go to Greece, but the pants fit you know all of them So that's the movie I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm pretty good at describing movies. (laughs) You don't have to, I mean, does anyone else want to test me? Just a movie I could describe like that? (laughs) Just other movies where you guys are like, what's the plot of this? How would you summarize it? Total Recall, recall. yeah. The lady's head, that's him. And then his, his eyes get real big. It's pretty bad uh, effects. But that's because of the time it was made, you know? So, But it does, you know, he, he's, uh, there's no oxygen. <laughs> I think Eric and I should be a two-person pitch team for movies. <laughs> well, somebody else said something besides Total Recall. What was it? Human Centipede. Human Centipede? Aww. Yeah, well... The, you know, you're right to the mouth, <laughs> and and uh, poo, poo goes in there. You eat it, and there's a that guy. What's up with him? You know, <laughs> who makes that thing? I can't. Why would you? And they, I think their, uh, I think their knees have to come out. I didn't write this shit. I just <laughs> looked it up on the internet, <laughs> like we all did. Remember the day I found out about Human Centipede? (laughs) It was a tough day. I Googled it for four hours. Can't see scary movies, but boy, can I look at static images from them (laughs) over and over again. And then I close it, and then I just go, well, wait a minute. But which one was behind? And then, oh, you know. I remember. Hey, guys, we've got two more comics on this show. We're doing great. All of us are doing great. This is an amazing show. And thank you for your smattering of applause. <laughs> <laughs> this next comic, I'm so happy uh, that we have him on the show tonight. It's his first time here as well, but you've seen him all over Comedy Central. He's an awesome comic, and I'm so happy to have him here. Let's hear it right now for Al Jackson, guys. Give it up for Al. Come on.
6: What up, y'all? How we doing? All right, I heard that somatic applause, so let's not try that again. Fuck it. That was like kinda when you see the wave die out, like in the, the, around the third baseline, line, where somebody's like, I'm not standing up, fuck it. That's what's up. Good to be here, y'all. Yes, uh, just flew in. I was from Chicago yesterday. Chicago, dope city. Uh, flew in on Southwest, because my career is going great. <laughs> You guys think I'm bullshit? I love, Southwest It's great, because I was flying Spirit Airlines. Where are my Spirit people at? Y'all here? Be proud. And if you're like, I don't know Spirit Airlines, yes, you do. Just take a Greyhound bus and put wings on the side. Like, it's the same shit. It's the cherry of the people. Spirit legitimately has $10 flights. Like, for real. Like, after taxes. It's almost like the CEO of Spirit was shopping at Old Navy, like, who can afford this shit?
0: <laughs>
6: they have $10 flights, and it's funny because the comic says it at UCB, and it'd be funny when you go home and you pull up on your laptop, you'd be like, oh, we want bullshit. <laughs> you know when it's not funny? When you're sitting on a $10 flight. <laughs> Cause you know you're not even gonna get your God-given like plane crash. Simply if it does go down, you the people be like, "Yo, you heard what happened out be Like, dude, the flight was ten dollars. Come on. <laughs> should've known. Should've gone to legal Zoom. Got his affairs in order. <laughs> 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 if, if you think about it, like we don't like we live, we're lucky enough to be alive at a time on the plane. But, like planes don't crash. Like knock on wood. So really, you're just paying for a peace of mind. Like if you get a flight on United, like that bitch is gonna be four hundred to get what you pay for, nice comfy seat, nice slogan somebody thought about, make you feel comfortable because people hate flying. Like, come fly to Friendly Sky. She's like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> if you ever hear a spirit ad on a TV or radio in another room, a spirit ad don't sound nothing like that. A spirit ad be like,
0: Hey. <laughs>
6: Do you need to go to Charlotte, North Carolina to show your sister's boyfriend what happens if he puts his hands on her? Well, for $19, you can kick his ass and get right back on the plane, I swear to God. Ask Derek, ask him if I'm lying. It's a little wordy, but they have a bunch of marketing budget. It's $10 flights. This is dope, this is fun, man. I. Uh, I actually get to go back home. I'm from Ohio, uh, born and raised in Cleveland. It's weird, because I was uh, obviously being uh, in the Midwest. I was, is, This is a weird question, because I know they don't have my hair. Is anybody here reading at a Cracker Barrel before? <laughs> okay. Listen, and let me just say this. Like, think about the response. I got more of a response than I got when I was behind that. Con- <laughs> and it's so interesting, because I don't know, because I've asked that question before, and I don't know what it is. I don't know who the CEO of Cracker Barrel is. They don't advertise but when you just say their name, people just get happy. It's a weird, it's a beautiful, that's the way you, what you want from your business. And I had never been there and everybody's like, well Al, how have you never been to Cracker Barrel? I'm like, first of all, lower your tone. I'll tell you why I've never been to Cracker Barrel because they got rocking chairs out front. I can't go anywhere where they got rocking chairs. I'm a black dude, Okay, can't my homie pick me up. Like I'm in the store with the knickknacks. Uh, pick me up. But I went. Um, this is kind of like a long story, but it's I, I gotta say. it, um, I went to Cracker Barrel for the first time. Uh, this is about a year ago, and I'll tell you why. And it's like it's like a fifteen minute story. I'll tell in, in sixty seconds. Um, I had just gotten kicked out of a out of an abandoned hotel I was staying in,
0: <laughs>
6: and I know that sounds like a setup for a bit. It's not. Um, you have to understand, Like com- it seems like comics, uh, we don't work during the day, but we do. When, when you're headlining a show, you, you do morning radio from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., you do drive time from 4 to 6, and then you do two one-hour shows at night. So when I leave my hotel room, it's dark like this, and when I come back, it's dark like this, except I'm high as fuck.
0: <laughs>
6: so I didn't know that My hotel staying at the Hilton Garden, uh, the generator got struck by lightning, so there was no power, but I didn't know that because I'm just going back and forth, and it's just dark like this. So I come back Friday. I don't got no radio in the morning. I got my leftovers. I go to heat them up. I got some salmon. And you know, like, when you're drunk, like, the microwave wouldn't turn on, but you blame yourself. You're like, I can't do it. So (laughs) I tried to turn the light on, and the light wouldn't turn on. So I picked the phone up, and the phone went straight to the sheriff's department. And I've drunkenly dialed the police before, so I was like, what's up? And the dude was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at, I'm at the Hilton. And he was like, why are you at the Hilton? And I'm like, I'm staying here. He's like, no one's staying there.
0: <laughs>
6: so I'm at a Cracker Barrel
0: with everything
6: I own in my life, in my car. I'm wondering why I've been living like a heroin addict for three days and why I didn't know. And I'm questioning a lot of things and i'm sitting at this i'm sitting in the booth i'm sitting at the end of the booth and i heard their waiters are really friendly so the waiter comes up and he's like hello my name is steven can i help you out and I, i'm like look steven no disrespect but i need a minute you know what i'm saying like I, it, it's uh, a lot of word f- fixins is all over the menu and there's a, there's a lot of women in there with that like i don't want to fuck no more hair you know what i'm saying <laughs> And so I'm sitting there trying to get through this menu and I'm like, I need a second. And I swear to God, y'all, Steven touched me on the shoulder and he goes, well, let's get through this together.
0: (laughs) Do you guys think this is a bit that I wrote to fucking tell y'all?
6: This dude touched me in a place of business, that plays business taxes. He touched. I almost touched his hand. Like, let's do this. Like, I never felt that special in a business. Before. If he, like, I'm, I'm not even like, if he, if he played his cards right, he could have hit it that night. If it wouldn't even been gay, I would have called my wife. Like, you don't make me feel special like Stephen does. You don't care about my tilapia. What a <laughs> and now I'm married. It's weird because, you know, uh, I've been married uh, married six years. And I feel like I figured out the secret because uh, it's, it's spontaneity. Because that's what I, I feel like once you get married, you start, you start slacking. So, uh, like, me and my wife, we just moved out here a, a year ago. We got some sitters for the kids. We went up to San Francisco, San Fran in the house. Yeah, yeah, great city. Uh, and me and my wife, we drink together. We're my couples that drink together. You still get a drink with your girl, hang out. Yeah, that's all right. I appreciate it. We tried to talk about clapping. I, we, we agreed that's a bad idea. Uh, but, uh, me and my wife, we get drunk. We drink vodka martinis and we, we're at a nice hotel. We get back to the room. My wife drunkenly turns around and instead of keening the door, she grabbed me by the collar like the way you would grab a dude that owed you money. <laughs> And she looked me right in the face and I swear to God, my wife goes, nah, player, tonight, you about to hit this like I stole something. (laughs) My wife said that to my face. That's why she's my wife. (laughs) And and right at that moment, I realized that I was 36 and not 26. Because if she said that to 26-year-old Al Jackson, I'd have been stretching right there like, okay, well, we gonna see. I I swear to God, my first thought when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I should have eaten something. This is bad. I think my sugar is low. We're going to have to negotiate. Uh, maybe I can fuck you like I know you've been reading my emails or some shit. Ate the rest of my sandwich. Guys, I've been Al Jackson. Thank y'all so much. Love y'all.
1: Guys, Al Jackson, one more time for Al. I'm so glad he was here tonight. Hey, I want to just do a special thing right now. We're going to welcome to the stage Ms. Rhea Butcher. Join me for a moment. She'll join me out here on stage. Hey there. How are you? Pretty good. Show's been great so far. It's great. How's it from over there? It's great over there. Yeah. Even better up here. Uh, You know, so another cool feature of this show, not only are we charming hosts, not only do do we get great comics, not only is Ryan back from Ethiopia, but also... (laughs) Uh, we put the show out as a podcast, yeah, for your ears, which is pretty amazing of us. Because <laughs> not only do we, does this theater, not only does UCB support us in providing like pretty, I mean, it was five bucks to get in here, which I mean, that you have, you know, and and we we don't really see any of that, you know, it's just that goes to the theater to make sure that they can, uh, you know, keep this floor moderately shitty. <laughs> Glow tape right Yeah, there. And also to pay the people that work here who absolutely uh, deserve to be paid. Um, but also, uh, we provide this show for free to people that don't live in Los Angeles. They can listen to it in their ears. Yeah. And we do it pretty unedited also because, you know, we believe in bringing comedy to the people. You know, edgy. We don't, yeah. What? Edgy. Yeah, we're edgy. Yeah, we're edgy. <laughs> when you say that, that almost makes me think of like a shiny Comedy Central suit. <laughs> Like Not like skin? Yeah like, uh, yeah, like like Comedy Central Presents. Edgy. And then it's just like cuts of that person being like, I think my son's gay. You know? Um, and I'm into Comedy Central. And I'm into yes. Comedy Central Presents. I just... I've never heard you say edgy before. Edgy. And I... <laughs> I thought you said, I mean, knowing you as well as I did, I thought you said Iggy. Oh, Threadgood. Yeah, I, I thought, thought you were talking about fried <laughs> <Yes>. green tomatoes. <laughs> of course. I was like, how does she tie in? I'm like, I, get, I get that her brother's Chris O'Donnell, but how else does she tie in? <laughs> this show is sweet, sweet as honey. Yeah, and Iggy, yeah, Threadgood is a beach charmer. She gets that honey, and she gives it to that other lady, and yep. they are wives then. <laughs> so, as I said, I'm pretty good at movie summaries. <laughs> yeah. Riding Tomatoes, great movie. Great Jessica good Tandy, on. also she is nailing the Tandy out of that Tandy. To Wanda. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Kathy Bates also good in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Terrific. There's the she's on the trampoline, saran wrap. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes I wonder, you know, because we do also we are touring with this show, which is great. We've yeah. taken it to uh, we've taken it to Cleveland. We're taking it to San Francisco. Yeah. We're going to go back to San Francisco pretty soon, actually. We're going to cool. go back to San Francisco, uh, and, and uh, we'll be part of Sketchfest Fest up there, which I'm really excited about. That's a big deal, so early warning if you live there. We're going to Boston. We're going to Boston. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's a lot of cities that we're not going to, Yeah, and they, don't, they might not. I mean, you can look up pictures of us, um, but we thought we'd just take a moment and describe <laughs> to the audience here and the audience at home what we look like. Yeah. So uh is taller than me. Yeah, I'll yep. start with that. Yep. Um I, which means that I have a lower center of gravity, so my jokes are a little bit more weighted. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh it's more of a triple threat position. Mhm. Gotcha. And uh also she's got uh a part in her hair. Her hair is short. Uh short like a lady <laughs> who has short hair. <laughs> You know what I mean? You guys, do you want to tell the audience what you call that haircut? What do you say when you walk into the barbershop? You say, uh... For this
4: haircut? I tell them, uh, give me the man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. I'm pretty sure you don't mean what you think you mean. And then you say, hey, give me the man. Yeah, look at this flannel. (laughs) But you don't mean, and then they bring out a man, you're like, no! Um, Here. Yeah, up there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you got that going on. Uh, we both wear chucks. Sometimes, sometimes we both wear boots. Do we ever sometimes, one of us wear chucks, one of us wear boots? Yeah, sure we do, we're independent people. Sometimes. I don't want you guys to think we only always wear chucks or boots at the same time. Sometimes we're living in the house, we say, ah, oh, oh, two boots, shit. You know, we, and we're not talking about pizza. Ugh. We're talking about what's on our feet, we're upset. Can't believe we're both wearing boots and hoodies with denim jackets on top. (laughs) Stressful. You have to go in the room and change, because I'm not fucking changing.
4: I always have to change.
1: Well, because it's harder to fit my body, I think, a little bit than you. Because you can wear... What? Don't look at me like that. It is harder to fit my body. Person who yelled weird shit from the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Rhea's built like a... Brick house! Yes. (laughs) Letting it all hang out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You pulled up... You didn't even realize, but when you said that, you pulled up your shirt a little bit, and then your, uh, Marty McFly underwear showed. (laughs) (laughs) Rhea's built, like, a a skinny stick. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm built, like, a... Like we said earlier, like a Jessica Rabbit, like a short... Yeah.
4: I would also say, you know what? I was thinking about this over there. Yeah. I would also describe you as a feminine Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Do you see it? Do you know what
1: I'm talking about? Suspenders, bow tie. Yeah. It's right well, there. Well, I am a mess. <laughs> like, you know how he always enters the room and just destroys everything? That's yeah. me. <laughs> Flying around. Actually, weirdly, you wouldn't guess this in our relationship, but in terms of dynamics... Rhea's definitely the Jessica Rabbit of the bunch, just calm, cool, collected, smoking. I'm like, hey!
4: <laughs>
1: please! Yeah, I mean, you Take do a better shot. Jessica, you do a better Roger Rabbit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's how we work as a couple. You know what I mean? It's like, energetically, you're a little bit Jessica, but then you've got that great uh, Roger voice. <laughs> and then also, I uh, am uh, not a redhead. There's really nothing. Who does the voice of Jessica Rabbit?
4: Uh, Kathleen Turner, I believe. Well, my mom looks like Kathleen. Not the singing voice.
1: That's true. She does.
4: Well, can I get one more description of you in for the audience? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I
1: covered you perfectly. Sure. Uh, I feel like everybody knows exactly what you look like. Also, beautiful blue eyes like a wolf.
4: Thank you. Uh, What would you say about me? A Lobo. I would say, look, I also have a very specific descriptor of you. Mm -hmm. I think that you look as if Punky Brewster went and got a master's degree. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But then decided against... Did she study for it, or was she just like, give me that, and then she she ran out of there. (laughs) She was like, my socks are up. Um, (laughs) I have a knee kerchief. She probably, like, don't you think she probably was, like, she climbed, she was, she, like, climbed up the side of the building, and she was, like, peering over the windowsill. And then 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 that's just how she learned. (laughs) Yeah, the dog was like, come here. And then the professor was like, well, you do that every day, so here's a master's degree. Economics.
4: Yeah. yeah. In economics. Of course Punky Brewster would get a master's degree
1: in economics. She's like, I have lint. How much does this cost? Or whatever she says. I don't know what... I can't remember anything about Punky Brewster. Then she walked away with Fry, thing. I remember that shit. Oh, yeah. That's the name of the her. That's how we talk. That's the name That's of the her. That's the name of the her. <laughs> um, Okay, is there anything else we need to cover? You have a tattoo of Ohio on the oh, inside yeah. of your wrist. That's where you're from. Yep. Um, you're wearing my clothes. I sweat pretty much always uh, I am wearing your clothes uh, final thing I would just point out and you can't see this I mean you did see a little bit of this earlier underwear but we sh- uh, uh, we share underwear <laughs> not at the same time no like we wash it and shit
4: it's like a splitsies kind of a situation yeah
1: we just have like we just both like the same underwear so we just have one underwear drawer but what if it's we all wearing the same the
4: same underwear right now what are you wearing no. no. <laughs> purple.
1: <laughs> yeah, but They're we wear the same one underwear, so that's just another thing that I know you guys are thinking. Like, what's it like to be a female comic? <laughs> Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen, thank let's hear from Rhea. You. Always hilarious. Hey, we are gonna end the show just right. Now, this performer, he has been here before. He destroyed. He's also. I just love him so much, I can't even... I'm not even going to say anything else before he comes out. Let's hear right now from Mr. Randy Lidkey, guys. Give it up for Randy. Come on. It's
7: me. <laughs> what you've been waiting for. The headliner that you're here to see. Say my name on three. You don't remember it. Before I get started, um, you thought I already started? Nope. Just a little taste of regular me. Uh, I also share underwear with my girlfriend. Um, Just a little fact for you. Are you thinking of, like, me wearing... Cute girl's underwear. So that's not how it is. My girlfriend is big and fat and disgusting like her.
0: Yeah,
7: we wear, we share Haynes boxers. All right, let's get started. Ah, all right. I don't think we're going to come back from that. Uh, hmm. Oh, here's something I've been doing. I've been walking around with index cards in my pockets that say hot dogs on them.
0: Because
7: I want to be prepared if I see a suggestion box. That's a good suggestion. I, uh... I started a, uh, I, I created a line of potato chips. You maybe have seen them. It's just coming out. Uh, potato chips with holes in the middle. And we just got a celebrity endorsement. So be on the lookout for Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Ruffalo's. <laughs> All right. If you like that one, you'll like this next one a little bit less. <laughs> It might actually be too early to tell you about this, so I won't name any names, but I am waiting on a phone call from a certain celebrity to move forward with my soup restaurant, David Lee Broth's. (laughs) See what I mean? Just a little bit less. A little bit less. Those are just jokes. I do have a real business, and check it out. Uh, I own a line of 69ing accessories. Yeah. No, I'm serious. And it is actually kind of a big deal. Um, We're taking the world of oral sex and turning it upside down. (laughs) I'm serious. Okay. Help me settle a bet. Which one is more racist? Uh, Is it to call a black guy you've never met Jerry Rice or an Asian guy? (laughs) Different, I think, different types of ignorance. Which one sounds funnier to hear? Is it Jesus H. Christ or William H. Macy? Did I say that one wrong? (laughs) Oh shit! What did I say? Repeat it back to me. I said it wrong. I was so in the moment. I said it wrong. Can we can we forget that? Can we scratch that off the audio? All right, let's take it again. I'm just going to move on to a different joke. <laughs> wow, I'm embarrassed. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm a professional, and I'm confident. Let's take the mic out of the stand. Huh? Actually, I've never done that. I don't like that. I hate that. I don't like that. Um, when I was in college, I had a dog, and he actually inspired me to get a job. You know what? William H. Christ. <laughs> Jesus H. Macy. Which one sounds funnier to hear? When I was in college... Huh. right. I had a dog. Let's skip that one and come back to it. Next page. No, when I was in college, I had a dog. And he inspired me to get a job working with animals... Heard that part. I did actually get one. I was the dog killer at the Humane Society. (laughs) I know. I felt guilty about it, too. Uh, I was getting paid to do something I'd probably be be doing anyways. (laughs) Killing dogs. I'm just joking. I did have a dog, and it was actually a sad story. He bit a little boy in the face, and we had to have him killed. Because he would have told his parents. (laughs) You're okay with me killing children, but not dogs. <laughs> William H. Christ. That's the funnier one. It's kind of a big year for me. I uh, turned 30. <laughs> finally, I'm finally the age everyone always guessed I was. Yeah. It's kind of like you're not supposed to talk about your age in Hollywood. And for that reason, please don't tell anyone that I told you my age. Because I I actually do lie about my age. Uh, All my friends think I'm 40. I went to New York last week. First time ever. Ever been to New York. Have you guys ever been to New York? Ah, what a fucking city, huh? Is that how New York sounds? Uh, I was in this hotel, and it was a nice hotel. Uh, What was supposed to be nice... Uh, someone else was paying for it. That was pretty cool, but I kept having to move rooms. I kept having to call the front desk and still every room that I ended up in eventually smelled like farts. (laughs) Someone paid for that hotel. I'm not a rich guy though. That was like my first time to New York. First time in that situation. It felt nice, but if I ever do get rich, I know how I will be. I know what I'll do. Uh, is, is there any rich people here? How have, have you acted since you got rich? Um, first thing I'm going to do is hire a doctor or a team of doctors to make it so I can uh, have more spit, so I can spit in everyone's face. First thing. I don't have a second thing. When I was in New York, there was a lot of... I was there for a comedy festival. A lot of uh, girls uh, into comedians. Have you guys ever heard of what what a chuckle fucker is? (laughs) Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) Look at where we are. Uh... I'm not like... There were a lot of girls that were into all the comedians. And I have a girlfriend. I I wasn't falling into that. My girlfriend's actually here. Give it up for my girlfriend. Uh, Yeah. She's not here. I don't know why I lied. Um, I got an applause break, though. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, I don't. I don't no I really do she is here Um, she is here if you don't believe me I'm going to get out of here but on your way out I'll be standing with her check her out she's got sick tits breast cancer yeah I know it's sad we're just dealing we're kind of dealing with it that's it that's it for me guys No, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. No, that is it for me. All right, thanks a lot.
1: Guys, Randy Lidke. One more time for Randy. Now, hey, we can actually do him a favor, which is amazing. All those listening at home and everybody here right now, he is currently in a... Uh, contest at, uh, via Comedy Central where you can vote for him to get a spot on an upcoming Comedy Central show. You can find that at ComedyCentral.com There's a clip of him. You can say, I love that clip. And then we can send him to the big house. <laughs>
7: so one more time for Randy.
1: No, yeah. They, no, I, yeah. <laughs> Don't you sell yourself out. You
7: don't have to do it.
1: You gotta do it. You have to do it. It's the only reason he's here. It's
7: uh, cc.com backslash up next.
1: The Up Next Comedy Competition. Please vote for Randy. And hey, that's our show for tonight. Let's hear for all the comics you saw. I'm Cameron Esposito. We are here every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Thank you so much for coming out. There is another show right after this. So head on we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Put
2: your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
0: Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap your hands together. Put your hands together.